Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stern Spiel. It's a podcast where I, Veronica, talk to my dad, Charlie, mm-hmm. about my life as a working actress on the road right now in a musical. And also we talk about kind of pop culture and like everything happening in the world through our lens and kind of our family dynamics. So let's get started. How are you it's, doing today, Dad? I'm doing okay, Veronica. It's more than a podcast. It's it's bigger than a podcast. It's a, it's a conversation. It's a therapy session. It's a... Um, I don't know. I don't even know what it's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because I look forward to it. Like it's just, it's an opportunity to talk. It's, um, it's kind of an escape for me from everything else that I'm doing for half an hour to just chat with you about a few things. And so it, uh, it's more than a podcast. (sighs) I like the way your room looks. Thank you. We're staying in a really nice hotel this week, which is funny because I, it's only funny if you like know this conversation that I had last week where I was complaining about hotels, but I have stated enough that I feel like I can say whether or not a hotel is nice or not. And there's just mm. like very simple criteria for me. It's like, do the doors work? Are there not gaps in the doors? Like, can I see like through a huge gap in the door? Is there stains on the walls? Like it's little things, you know, and oh, this hotel sure. doesn't yeah. have that. And it's, right. Right. It's pleasant, you know, and like the key card, if, if a hotel, like if the elevator has like the key card to press the button to get to a floor, like a safety thing, I'm like, that's a really good hotel. So that makes you feel safer. Yeah. It's just like little things. And yeah. like we were in one hotel where that key card thing was there, but it didn't actually work. Mm. And I was mm. like, this is a ratchet hotel. Right. So it's small things. And, you know, one would say then stay in Airbnb, but you know, sometimes you like, it's not an option and you just want to like have everything taken care of for you. So right. whatever. Right. That's life on the road. I mean, there's trade-offs, right? You the, the Airbnb or Sonder, as you've mentioned a couple of times, also very nice, but a little more expensive. And there's also yeah. some things that you have to do to make that work, like go shopping for food and which has its advantages, but it's a little bit more overhead on your part. Yeah. So, so what's going on today? What's happening today in your life? I know there's a little bit of uh what do you call it? Audition tape anxiety going on there. Yeah. I don't even know if it's audition tape anxiety. Um, but basically I have the day off today and on tour, it's something called a golden day. Um, because it's very rare that you actually have like a day off where you don't have to travel at all. It's just like truly a day where you don't have a show. You don't have to travel. You don't have any obligations. You just have a day. Mm -hmm. Um, so we call it a golden day on tour and today's a golden day. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I'm going to have such an amazing day. I'm just going to be so relaxed. Like, I'll do fun things. And then I'm like, oh, never mind. Like, I have to film a self-tape. Now, I last week, I also had to film a self-tape. And I'm very grateful to have these opportunities. That's not anything. That's not the problem. It's just more so the buildup to the self-tape, learning the material for the self-tape, then you know it's like the setting it up the taking it down and I have to edit it so there's just like a lot of steps that go into Mm self-taping that I don't love which is why I prefer just like going in person but obviously I can't do that right now so I'm not going to complain but it is something that is weighing on me today yeah let me ask you like a lot of work can I ask you a couple specific questions about that audition process because it seems like you know I mean I'm looking at it a little bit from a distance but a lot of your, most of your auditions are self-tapes. 
Yeah, I would say like 90%. Right? I mean, At even least when, when I'm on the road. Even, even, even when you're home, I find that you're working on self-tapes frequently. So I, it's yeah. my anecdotal observation that most auditions are remote via self-tape. I mean, certainly the early ones, right? Yeah. I mean, in and, the early process of it, like yeah. the first... The first time, like, usually they're like, hey, just send in a self-tape. Mm. And they kind of like wean people out that way. Um, but I, I don't agree, though, because I feel like when I was home in that in-between time between the first tour and the next tour, I was going in person a lot. I didn't realize. So when you're actually when you're actually in New York, I feel like they're like, okay, like let's just come in. Come in, yeah. Because nobody likes different... self-tapes. Nobody likes it. Right. Well, because it, it's all like it's all inside your head. It's this virtual experience where... Sing this song, read these lines, record it. You don't know who's looking at it. You don't know whether they looked for three seconds or three minutes or eight minutes. You don't know or how many times it got looked at. Whereas if you walk into a, stu a studio, a stage, yeah, they're sitting right there. If they don't like you, they're going to say, you know, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't exactly say that, but there is some more of that, like, immediate feedback that you can get where like you walk away from that that audition you're like hey you know what i think i did a pretty good job and even if i don't get a call back or something like i know the work that i did there whereas with a call with a self-tape you're kind of just more like all right i'm sending it into the void and like your agent may say like great tape or whatever and like that's all you can get really. mm -hmm. you know and obviously the feedback that you get is whether or not you get, get, get a call back but so it's just like a lot of like like you said, it's very inside, inside your head. Yeah. And then the, I think the worst part of self-tapes, though, is the fact that you have to, like, set up, take down the lights, the camera, the the editing afterwards, mm -hmm. you know? And I've gotten better at it as I've, got, as I've done it more so that it doesn't take me so long. But, yeah, I think a self-tape, like, last week mine was pretty simple. I just had to film two songs and two sides. Or, no, two songs, one side. And... It took me two hours. But hey, Veronica, did you know those two songs? No. So how'd you learn them? And to, you know, and end to end, this process must have taken you more than two hours. That's true. There's like a lot of practicing that goes into yeah. it. All right. Right. And your voice has got to be ready. You got to know the material and stuff. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm making it worse now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> fine. I'm just like getting stressed out because I'm like, oh God, I have to learn this song. All but right. it's okay. But I Veronica, I'll, I'll do it. It's a golden day. Mm -hmm. All right. Recording this show is not even going to take you half an hour. We're going to be done and you'll have the rest of the day. Take care of yourself. Self-care. Very important. Self-care. And then work on your tape. Well, speaking yeah. of self-care, did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched some of the Super Bowl. I watched uh, I watched the uh, part of the halftime show mm -hmm. with Usher mm -hmm. and I, I saw after they won. Okay. Uh, I didn't see much of the rest of it. Well, did you see the Cetaphil commercial, the Super Bowl ad? As a matter of fact, I did see the Cetaphil commercial. Would you like me to play it back right now? Because I think that we're going to notice something immediately about this Cetaphil commercial. Let's play it back. Okay. Can you hear this? Yeah. Are we going to get copyrighted, though, that if no. we play this? No. No? Do you notice anything about that young lady? <laughs> Dad, it's, it's actually... 
the guy doesn't look like me. No, the dad doesn't look like look you. Look at her headphones and then show Oh my your, god. Look, oh my god. Bring up your headphones. <laughs> Hello. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right there. When I saw that, I was like, this is ridiculous. We should be getting like a royalty off of this. <laughs> but she's got green eyes. Yeah. Once again, it's just uncanny. It's like a type. I watch this. Real father and daughter living in New York. I didn't really know what the friendship bracelets are so about. So basically in the Swifty community, friendship bracelets are like this form of like sharing because Taylor Swift has a song called You're On Your Own Kid. And mm -hmm. in the bridge of the song, she's like, so make the friendship bracelets, take the moment and chase it. And so like everybody has now made friendship bracelets and like they exchange them as like, it's like girlhood. I can't explain mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um so the Super Bowl ad is so beautiful. And the now, dad is wearing the friendship bracelets to sort of acknowledge. End. So it's like she wore the jersey, he yeah. wore the friendship bracelet. So they're sort of acknowledging each other's experience. It's, it's very good filmmaking. It's so good. It's yeah. such good filmmaking. <laughs> but the thing about it that's like crazy is it's this biracial daughter and this white dad. Like, I mean, come on. That's literally yeah. us. That's right. literally us. You don't no, watch me, football, That's though. for me. Yeah, I don't watch football, and I don't look anything like that guy. I don't talk no. like him, nothing. But He didn't talk in it, but okay. But the kid looks exactly <laughs> like you. And then here's the thing. that She's a little bit younger. She's a little bit younger. She yeah. seems to be maybe 16, yeah, she's 17. Yeah, 16 or 17. 17. It's exactly, exactly how you look. And for the most part, you still do. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, God. And it's so funny because my friend sent that to me, and it was like, um, how did you not book this? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Thank don't you. Know. For, thank you, friend, because I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> and you, hey, Veronica, uh, oh, I don't want to get into your business, but you need, you need, that's all I'm saying. Well, okay. Well, you know what? Why do you have to take it and like make it a business opportunity? No, I just think it's, it's a business opportunity. It's, you're very marketable character type i guess is all i'm yeah. trying to say you know it was just amazing when i saw that i was like are you kidding me this is literally me and my dad but i would say i would say that taylor swift has brought us together even if it doesn't involve football mm -hmm. yeah i you know it's come up it's come up a few times it yeah, comes definitely. up a lot yeah it comes come up a few times so that was a, one of the best commercials i actually didn't get yeah. to watch the super bowl either so i didn't get to see a lot of the commercials myself but that one obviously stood out to me there was another commercial where they were, I don't remember what it was for, but they were poking fun at French people. French and people? yeah, it was sort of like, it was, uh, I don't remember now if it was a, a beer commercial maybe. I don't remember what it was, but they were making fun of the French. And it was a, a composite of different stereotypes of French people. And at one point they had like Napoleon Bonaparte standing next to Marcel Marceau and then the, the next French meme and the next oh, French meme. Oh, it was an and Etsy commercial. It was hilarious. It was, hilarious. It it was, was the dropped, Etsy commercial. I was dropped dead laughing out loud. It was so funny. Really? So that was, that, you know, the commercials are great. Um, you know, who doesn't like that? The Wicked trailer. <gasps> okay. Let's talk about that Wicked trailer. Okay. Can I tell you how I saw it? Yeah. Break it down for me. So for basically, America. I was on my way to the theater. The Super Bowl had started. I turned off the TV. I'm walking down the street, right? 
and there's like a sports bar on the street that I'm walking on. And all of a sudden I look to my left and I'm like, why is that Ariana Grande in that commercial? And then I stop dead in my tracks, Mm -hmm. dead in my tracks. And I, and my mouth gapes open. I'm like, oh my God, it's a wicked trailer. Cause I didn't know that was coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I watched the entire thing, like, on the sidewalk, looking into this bar. I could hear it because they were playing it. Oh, my God, Dad, it looks so good. It looked very interesting. Now, I saw Wicked. I'm not one to go to a lot of Broadway shows, as you know. I probably shouldn't acknowledge that too loud. And I'm not a Broadway show guy. I just, you know, I get bored. But I did see Wicked, and it was a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. It was very good. It was very entertaining and and I could see how it could be a big movie. But then Mommy was telling me that, that in recent history, movies based on Broadway shows tend not to do very well, which surprised me because I always thought the biggest movies of all time were originally, I thought, well, like The Sound yeah, of Music, My the, Fair Lady. Those were, big, a, those were big shows that turned into big movies like yeah, uh, well, there was West Side a, Story, but that's not recent. Sorry. Well, there was a, um, like, at consumer thing that came out a couple weeks ago that was saying that based on some studies that they did like people don't like musicals anymore and like Mm -hmm. when a musical is marketed as a musical a movie musical that is people are less likely to go and see it which just like doesn't make a ton of sense but basically it said something about how west side story in 2021 kind of like flopped Mm -hmm. and they didn't expect it to, so now they're trying this new approach where they don't necessarily market the musical as a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Wonka, for example, nobody knew that that was a musical. Like, literally nobody knew. Including and then people, me up to this moment. Yeah, and then people started going to see the movie, and they're like, oh, the music was so good. And everybody was like, what? Like, Timothy Chalamet singing? They're like, yeah. And then the most recent thing that kind of drummed up a lot of criticism is the Mean Girls movie musical um everybody in the broadway community knew it was a musical but when they like put out trailers and stuff there was like no music which bothered a lot of people i haven't heard a lot of people talking about how the wicked trailer doesn't have a lot of music in it it has like the main song defying gravity so they kind of did the same thing where like they didn't really use a lot of music but everybody knows wicked is a musical so Mm -hmm. i'm very excited about that and it comes out on thanksgiving so soon Seems to me if you have a fully green character, you have a hit on your hands. Look at Wicked. Look at Shrek. Right? Are you comparing Wicked to Shrek? I'm saying Sesame Street had Kermit the Frog. If you have a fully green character, you could have commercial success. I see a, th- I see a through line is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Um, You watch, mark my words, that Wicked is going to be a blockbuster. Although I understand it's not coming out until October. No, no, it's coming out on Thanksgiving. So, October, right? Right? Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving's in November. November, Right, so November, October, November, same thing. (laughs) Close enough. So I'm very excited about that. It'll be big. It'll be great. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're in a new city. Um, Tell us about the journey from the last city. I heard it was a little bit of a bumpy ride. (laughs) So, Dad, um, I feel like I'm speaking my truth right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I have been flying in planes now for 
months. You've been okay? on more. You've been on more planes than I have been on in my life. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we take two in a day. Yeah. Sometimes we take one. Whatever you know. I've just been traveling a lot, and when you travel a lot, you experience turbulence. And I have never experienced anything horrible. I think the worst like plane experience until yesterday that I ever had was when mom and I were flying home from Michigan um, mm -hmm. in 2017, and we had to like reroute the plane. the The plane had to like reroute to JFK because it was losing fuel. Yeah, and we were kind of just like you know holding hands and like praying that we would oh make it God. to the ground. Oh, but there was no turbulence that. on that plane. There was yeah. no turbulence. Right. I've experienced turbulence a few times, but never anything horrible until yesterday. So I have Wi-Fi on the plane, and I text you guys yeah. when I'm flying. Yeah. Yesterday, I experienced the worst turbulence I think I've ever experienced in my so life. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how rough? It was like an 11. Oh, my God. Dad? Were we talking like bumps or vibration or what? We're talking bumps, the plane moving from side to side. Like, I'm actually, I'm going to be sick thinking about it. Mm. The plane moving side to side, the plane dipping and oh coming back up. Oh, my God. It feeling like it was out of control a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't touch you with those stories. I don't, I don't have anything Dad. to compare. The and only like, thing I can tell you is, that, you know, the text message comes in and the text message is like, oh, I can't believe there's so much turbulence on the plane. And like, you know, you say, sort of say something. I try to be as comforting, as supportive as I possibly can. But then I realize after two or three of these messages, she's really scared. Like it is serious anxiety taking place on that airplane right now. And then you told me after you landed, you texted me and you said that people were screaming. Yeah. People that were screaming on the plane terrifying. because it was really, really bad. So oh I God. actually just looked back cause I wanted to see like how long into the flight, the turbulence started. I basically, mm. I texted you like 1130 and I was like about to take off, talk to you later. And then literally 20 minutes, 20 minutes into the flight, I said, the turbulence is really bad. So it was kind of like when we were trying to get into the air, it yeah. just felt like we weren't going to make it up. Um, well, when you and texted I didn't want to scare you guys and be like, guys, like, I think the plane's going down. No, I wasn't scared. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't scared by the catastrophic implications of it i was scared by like yeah she's really scared she's really feeling terrified right now and when is this gonna subside so that she can just have a little peace that's what was going through my mind i went to the national weather service and i looked at your you know your source location and your destination and i said i understand why she's experiencing turbulence because you were flying through a flight path that was entirely rain and clouds and so, I mean, I, I, I realized, you know, once you get, it was uh, Memphis to North Carolina. And then I realized, well, once you make the second leg and you get north, a couple hundred miles north of where you were, I knew it would calm down because there was no weather system. That so, was seriously the worst thing I've, I've ever experienced on a plane. And like, I almost, it was almost so bad that I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to get on another flight after this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was just getting nauseous. It was just oof. And then but, I think the worst part about it is the screaming because it was just like people holding on for dear life being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And oh, so bad. So, so bad. So 
that's what happened to me yesterday on the way to oh my, my next God. destination. Sorry. Um, Ch- I'm, changing, I'm changing topics because it's too miserable. Okay. But I do have another airplane question for you. When what? you spend time on these planes, what do you do? Do you listen to podcasts? So do I listen to podcasts? Yeah, that's the question. Um, yeah, it depends. I kind of, um, it depends. They're really short flights usually. And I usually have Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi is pretty good. So I will, you know, have a few things downloaded. I read a book one time. I bring my crossword puzzle thing. But for the most part, like, I've been falling asleep because they're so early in the morning. So that's kind of what I do on the plane. It's it's not anything exciting or interesting. I mean, if you have a self-tape coming up, you could start to learn the music. Well, I did. I did start doing that on the plane on this flight, and then um, I had to like pray for my life to continue on. So anything I to take your mind off of that. So let me ask you this question: So when you're <laughs> listening, if you listen to podcasts, do you stream them or do you download them to your phone and then play them? No, back? I, like I said, I have Wi-Fi. I feel like so I feel stream. like we're we're really in a, an age where like Wi-Fi on the plane is pretty common and it's really good wi-fi so i just i literally was watching the toast yesterday right so podcasts were you watching the video podcast or yeah i was watching a video and that was coming through the wi-fi on the plane then that's pretty good that's pretty good because that's actually you know that uses more bandwidth all righty well okay you're gonna find a a gym in this new city i already did hotel gym okay perfect yeah, it's a nice look. I can tell from the furniture that the place has been updated recently. Yeah. You know, my experience with the with the traveling and, you know, I'm, I don't I haven't spent as nearly as much time in hotels as you. When they're recently renovated, they're nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a high-end place, but if it's up to date, it makes a big difference. And that's what you were talking about earlier. The gaps in the doors and the elevator and the accoutrements in the lobby and, you know, do they have this and does Wi-Fi work and all that stuff. It's it's not it's not whether it's a $100 a night place or a $300 a night place. It's how long ago was this place constructed. Right. That's my, my two cents on that subject. So it looks yeah. like you got a good place. Yeah, it's nice. Cool. So... I mean, that feels like a good episode to me this week. Yeah. And, you know, now that this episode is over, I got to do what I've been dreading all winter. I got to shovel the snow. Yeah. How bad is it today? Yeah, it snowed. Um, I would say there's about three inches of snow outside. Okay. That's not that bad. Which is not that bad. And so I don't know how to summarize this, but like three inches is a crippling amount of snow these days. It didn't used to be, but now it is. And it hasn't snowed in New York in two years. It snowed. It's three inches. Half of it is melted because the temperature went up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go out there and I'm, and I'm going to shovel the driveway and the walk and, you know, the usual thing. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of recover. But it, it, there's something about the experience of it. It's, it's psychologically debilitating. Like, oh, it's going to snow tomorrow and, and the schools are going to be closed and the roads are going to be blah, 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 blah. And then it actually happens and you can recover fairly quickly, but it's like a psychological thing. So that, in a way, I'm looking forward to having a little bit of exercise. Yeah, that would be good. So everyone, if you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Stern Spiel, where we post a new podcast every week. 
And also, you can listen to us um, through your headphones on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, basically. Listen to us, subscribe, like, rate, review. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. And um, you can follow me on social media, at Veronica Stern. At New Charlie Stern. That's my dad's That's my dad's Instagram handle. And you can also follow us at The Stern Spiel if you just want us in one place. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, Bye Dad. Veronica. <laughs>